You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Oh my God. Listen up, ragamuffins. We encourage each and every one of you to drink deeply from the cup that is Fair Riverdale. Your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello? Right of hobo. Welcome to Thistle House. Shove it, Hal. It's Archie Andrews. And I'm from a small town called Riverdale. Archie got hot. He's got abs now. Have you ever seen me without this stupid hat on? That's weird. Betty's ponytail is iconic and beyond reproach. Why in God's name do you have this cabaret wig? She wears it when she has sex with Jughead. Sheriff Jones now, boy. My name is Monica Posh. Dr. Curdle Jr. Miss Cooper. Hello. I've asked Hiram Lodge here to demonstrate. Ram. Hi, I'm Cheryl Blossom, a.k.a. Cheryl Bombshell. Hey, Ethel. Got a minute? Ruin her? Bitch. I love her. And she loves me. You and Uncle Claudius are pig people and should live amongst the pigs. The cyanide was mixed into a sugary drink called Fresh Aid. Get your sapphic serpent hands off my body! The Serpent Queen is a warrior queen. Because we're endgame, Archie. Can you meet me at Junkyard Steve's ASAP? When did our lives go from worrying about who's going to sit next to us on the bus to drug lord mothers? And serial killer fathers. You know what that sound means. Well, like I'm a sip afraid. of fresh aid, Jordan. Yeah, you got some over there. <laughs> mm, cherry flavor. <laughs> See, I'm afraid, Cliff, you've already, that already sounds outdated, and you're going to have to add in a clip of Cheryl saying, For I am Cheryl Blossom, queen of the bees. <laughs> yes. I think we need some updates. <laughs> put, that in over, put that in over Andrew House. <laughs> <laughs> We are Jordan, Cliff, and Seth, and we are talking Riverdale. Welcome to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. My name's Jordan. I'm Cliff. Seth. Well, I wimped out on you guys. After all these seasons of Riverdale, we've dedicated our lives to, basically. (laughs) This, this, this big return i wasn't feeling it i couldn't get into it you guys were right on it and i I was like ah i couldn't do it and then finally i've got myself going and i've watched you know several episodes here i'm not done with the season but we're gonna try tonight to catch everything Mm. up to what what i've watched and then we'll come back another night and do the last three three uh episodes of this season yeah, as as we record, uh, season five has just concluded. Um, it was a nineteen episode long season. The first ten were aired a while ago, and then there was a hiatus. Yeah, it came back with episodes eleven through nineteen. So we are caught up through ten. <laughs> so we've still got half the season to go. So sadly, we are not going to be able to do our beat by beat, uh, line by line yeah. uh, recreation. So. 
if you live for those. Sorry. Yeah. Go yeah. back and listen to season two coverage. That's it, the goal. good stuff. If there's been one constant in your life the past five years, it's <laughs> it's us talking about Riverdale minute by minute, line by line. So for the first time really ever, we've, we've highlights. Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna hit the main stuff here for a little bit until we get a little caught up, and then we're we'll jump back into what we normally do. All right, so I've got a few notes. We'll just, like I said, highlight some of this stuff. So uh, episode 11 was chapter 87, Strange Bedfellows. And where we left off on season 10, uh, we had just had the Riverdale High School Convict Teacher Conference Night, as I called it. <laughs> um, the, the gates of the prison had sprung open, and they all attacked the, the high school. The high school. I forgot about that. Gosh. Yes. And then the episode ended with Jughead on mushrooms slipping out of a pair of handcuffs and the bunker and disappearing into the night. <laughs> Maple mushrooms. Maple yeah. mushrooms. <laughs> so the, I definitely wrote down this quote. Uh, this episode began... Uh, Cheryl and Nana Rose are sitting in the living room. And the, the, the scene just opens on them kind of chatting. And Cheryl says, well, you are legally senile. <laughs> <laughs> Which we, we That's something about you apply for. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know exactly how you get accredited. Yeah. But right. Cheryl, Cheryl had to remind Nana, well, you are legally senile. Yeah, it was a wonderful remind. callback. <laughs> sometimes the, the references feel just for us. I know that's not true. Yeah. Sometimes they feel. Mm -hmm. So this one had uh, the return of Dodger. Ah, oh, and that Darla. Scamp, and his mom? Question mark. I couldn't remember. Because yeah. <laughs> the actress is about his age, but yeah, it's Dodger's mom. Uh, so they're back. Darla Dickinson and Dodger Dickinson are back after seven years, mind you. We've had a time jump. Oh man! So they're back after seven years to cause troubles in Riverdale. What a what a comeback! <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what they were up to, but it, mm. it, I'm sure it was interesting. I'm sure it was great. Uh, <laughs> so this is when Archie gets a new hobby of bounty hunting, mm. and he's going to hunt down all the escaped criminals. Uh, I'm sure Sheriff Cause... had to say no disintegration. <laughs> One of those, uh, one of those escaped criminals was uh, Cheryl's mom. Yes, she came back to Thornhill to lurk around <laughs> curtains and behind closets yeah. and stuff. She's no longer <laughs> wearing that mask. If you remember when she, when they made, when Cheryl made her wear the mask and hide yeah. like behind the fireplace life. or in the wall, Cheryl, everlasting life. Whilst in prison, I started my own ministry. And now that I am free, I can see plainly that continuing my good work is precisely what this wicked little town needs. We'll hold two services a day, right here on the estate. A ministry? Shouldn't you be hiding in the walls again, perchance the Popo come a-knocking? Actually, due to my active spiritual work, I was up for early parole. What we need is money. Not some sham religion created by and for convicts. God is on our side, child. 
When we start this church, he will provide. So this is kind of the beginning of this, uh, the idea of forming a church at the Blossom Homestead. Mm. And there was a trunk. I don't know if they showed or implied that J.J. was still in a trunk somewhere in the house, which... I feel like he's been dead and buried multiple times, but yeah, didn't they give him a Viking funeral? Like they put yeah, him on a raft, yeah. sent him down Sweetwater River, and shot him. Yeah. She shot him with a flaming arrow. Right. You would think that would be it, the end of it. <laughs> 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 yeah, there was some kind of reference to you know the, the, through the power of Jason Blossom. You know, Mumsy has some connection to the spirit world. <laughs> That JJ might still be. It might. Maybe it's just the doll. Maybe it's the haunted doll. In the yeah, trunk. that could be. There's some. There's some mysterious trunk that they're keeping track of. And I think the most important part of this episode, it was kind of the first team up between Tabitha and Betty, mm. who Tabitha has quickly become an MVP on this show. I really love mm. her. This is yeah. Pop Tate's granddaughter who's come to town to take over the restaurant, and she's. Smart and capable and, like, not as big a weirdo as yeah. the other cast we've been following. So uh, I have a lot of love for Tabitha right now. So having her mixing it up with Betty for these investigations along the Lonely Highway and all the Mothman stuff and all this <laughs> nonsense. like Does she have a comic book origin or is she just a new to... This I, it feels like it feels comic booky to me. Like I could totally see her like having been in Tabitha, Tabitha Tate. Yeah. Definitely yeah. sounds like a Riverdale. Right. Yeah. I, I I could totally see that having branched off and maybe more modern Archie issues. Hmm. You know, last decade or two. Yeah. So our job now is to decide: is that Babitha or Teddy? Hmm. That that team up, that duo. I'm going to think on that. You keep talking. Okay. So that's all I got. Because we, we had Jugatha. We had Jugatha. Jugatha. Dated. Or, you know, mm. dating. Yeah. So we'll keep thinking. Of Jughead. Or I mean, uh, Bughead and Jugatha were his two relationships there. But what if they get together? Mm. Bugatha. <laughs> that's the triangle. we got to have the full yeah. triangle. But that's what Bugatha. we need. Yeah, I feel like, hmm, I feel like there's something out there I'm missing as far as the I'm uh, sure there's plenty, ship, but... The ship goes. But again, like, this show moves so fast, I feel like sometimes we're even wasting our time being on so detailed because <laughs> so little of it matters. Oh, it matters. <laughs> All right, so the next episode, 12, was Chapter 88, Citizen Lodge. So mm. this is the origin yeah. of Hiram. Yes. Or Jaime. Jaime. Jaime, Jaime Luna. Luna. Yeah. As played in the flashbacks by Michael Consuelos, mm. who is the son of the actual actor. So his real son is on screen. And... Now, he pay, he uh, played him, the younger version of, of in him, the, in the Midnight Club. Uh, yeah, the high school episode. Yes. yes. But just for a few little moments. So this yeah. was a more... This is like the many saints of Newark. We get a full yeah. return. I think that's but where they got the just idea like for that. that. It's just <laughs> like that. It is exactly like that. Yeah. 
I'm Ooh. glad I thought of it. Uh, <laughs> but Camila Mendez plays her mother in the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So it's an awkward moment here where we have Mark Lefellis's real son making out with his fake daughter. They're playing other roles, yeah. but it's still a little bit awkward, but whatever. It's Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode, like I said, it's the history of Hiram Lodge, and we learn Palladium. There's mm. Palladium and them there hills. we got to find it. This is the basis of Riverdale's villain's whole history. And it's something we just heard about like a couple episodes ago. Yeah. That palladium is a thing. That's what he's looking for. That's His good, though. That, that's, I like, I don't mind that. I like that all this time, you know, what has this been about? What has all the prison, what was prison. all of this? Sodale, unincorporating mm. the town, all the murder and mayhem and land deals and, and, and the drug deals. He's a drug dealer. And yeah. all the, you know, everything he's done goes back to these teenage years and this, Cache of palladium that he wants to get his hands on. That's amazing. All because what was what was it? He his his father was a shoe shiner. Was that it? And where did he? Get hey, the... whoa! Don't talk about don't talk about my father like that. Come on, <laughs> get your shine box. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I'm trying to remember where he first heard about the palladium. Was it from a gangster? Somebody? I can't remember. I want to say like there. Yeah, that he wasn't he shining the shoes of like a a mob a mob type figure. That sounds correct. Okay, and then then he didn't he kill one the of mob? those Canadian guys with a yeah. pute, Papa Poutine or something. Papa Poutine, it was one of those. <laughs> I'm sure I know it was a but... They had deals with the blossoms somehow. The, yeah, the blossom owned all this land. <sighs> so yeah, it's a whole lot of silly mob stuff. Oh, it is. There's a, Again, plenty of references uh, at Pops. When there's a hit going down, there's a crate of oranges. They're delivering a crate of oranges at Pops, which is a Godfather reference when there's a, a couple of mur- famous murders. There's always an orange on scene. And uh, so I wondered, was this was this the first murder? At, because his shine, his shine, his shoe shine thing was right outside of Pops. Yeah. And there's yeah. a drive-by and he gets gunned down. I'm like... Now, is this the first dead body that ended up at Pops? Because there's plenty more. There's plenty more after that. It wasn't the last dead body, but it may have been the first one. Murder diner, right? And then, uh... yeah. So we find out how he change. He changes his name to you know because I I guess because was it because he just like you know the more powerful sounding Hiram Lodge. He creates. He picked myself. something else first. Didn't he say something else, and then they it's somebody suggested something better? Fred Andrews here. Jaime Luna. I actually go by a different name now. You can call me Hiram Lodge. Uh huh. And have you filled out the necessary paperwork? It's being processed at the courthouse as we speak. Luna or Lodge, you'll still be shining my old man's shoes for burgers, Jaime. What's my name, Mantle? 
I hear you say it. That's right. Don't you ever forget it. But the whole I think point he suggested, was, I think he said something. I don't remember. But anyway, the whole point was to distance himself from his father and family and the the shoe shine boy thing he had going on to become. Yeah, he, maybe he probably said like he wanted to be Hiram Motel, and someone was like, "No, mm. yeah, got something better, Lodge." Yeah, Hiram Days in just yeah. didn't have the same ring to it. But you get you think he'd understand Veronica a little better. Who she has changed her name multiple times to escape her father's shadow, kind of thing. But, hmm. uh, but yeah, it, it's very good, fellas. It, it shows him getting in with you know, getting in with the the local mob guy and getting. I'm glad deliveries. you said that because I don't think Cliff got your shine box right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he starts doing deliveries and shows that he can be trusted. So he gets he moves further up in the organization and. Any mob movie like that, you know, that, that's, that's pretty familiar. And then at one point, I didn't even write down who said this. I think it was maybe Reggie. Yeah, because it, it goes back to the modern day and Reggie's working for Hiram. He's like, mm. I have good ideas. I was like, he yeah. sounds like Fredo in that moment of that, like, I'm yeah, smart, yeah. not like everybody says, let me, you know, it's like, he had a, I th- so uh, Reggie as Fredo makes a lot of sense. I'm going to assume oh, that's yeah. who it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he like earned his respect, and uh, you know he wants a little more uh, currency oh. in the game here. Yes, it must have been Reggie because I wrote down this would be a good time to share some Doritos. <laughs> so that must have been that must have been a, a meeting between Reggie and Hiram, mm. where he says, "I have good ideas." All the best, you know, <laughs> deals, and you, know, you get the best closure when you get over a bag of. Bag of Doritos. Nacho cheese Doritos and a submarine sandwich. I'm going to say a submarine sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. All right. So I I don't like Hiram as a character at all that much. I don't know that this episode made me like him more or less. It just sort of, you know, flushed out a few things. Yeah. I'll say something lighter. I I agree. I get sick of him sometime always just twirling his mustache. Even. It's like, what are you twirling about? I, you know, I feel like lately he's getting some come up, and so I he's more endearing when he's eating shit. <laughs> he's just been the big bad for so yeah. long, and they keep coming back to that well. And it's just like, oh, let's move on, guys. And always has the right plans, and the right, he yeah. knows exactly how to push yeah. this button. So yeah, seeing him younger and not as experienced, I guess. So now we move to episode 13, chapter 89, Reservoir Dogs. This is, I believe, our. uh, We get Archie's fighting in a World War I trench for some reason. Whatever war he was in, we're still not sure. It was fought very archaically. (laughs) The equipment was very old. The equipment looked World War II era. All the trenches and stuff felt very World War One, so it was a bad time. He came in with PTSD, and this was, uh, I think, this was that the episode that focused most on that. Uh, this was the bingo episode. Oh, how could we, we forget about, about bingo? bingo. <laughs> they had the co- they had a company dog named Bingo. <laughs> no, they didn't. It's a mash twist. 
Bingo was a baby. Bingo was his <laughs> name. Oh. <laughs> so Archie had repressed it so much. A, a guy in his company got killed. Archie was going to go topside and do something. But Bingo went instead and he ended up getting killed. Or no, no, no. Archie went. Archie didn't want anybody to go in danger. So Archie yeah. went himself. Yeah. And while he was gone, everyone else got killed. That's right. right. That's that makes like a lot it. more care. That makes a lot more character sense because Archie yeah. wants to be the go hard charging guy. So yeah, we learn all this PTSD, and he learned nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> he will continue to charge forward. <laughs> uh, so this is Uncle Frank's been hanging around the house. Right. That this other yeah. guy with the what's the other veteran the, the, whose life he's Jackson. Saved. Jackson. Yeah. Eric. Yeah, Eric. They've all been living together. Uh, I wrote down nothing cures PTSD like cinnamon toast crunch. Mm. We must have we must have had another uh, product placement moment around the breakfast table eating some delicious cinnamon toast. Crunch. Does anybody else yawn every time Uncle Frank comes around? I just I that's get on my phone time when they're when they're sitting there talking. Yeah. It's the most boring conversation. Because wasn't he, how was he introduced? Like wasn't he like a he was a mercenary? He, he, yeah, he was a. He was a, like, Fred replacement, you right. know, was all he was. A weak Fred replacement. That's all I think of when he's on screen is, yeah. hey, that's not Senior Archie. Like, yeah, it would be so not. much better. He's just a... wearing somebody else's flannel. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> so, Benny is out on the Lonely Highway trying to... This is tired, too. Uh, this storyline is worn out yeah. every episode. And her sister has been missing for a long time. And literally anything else she does, oh, we're at Pops, or we're doing this, or we have a side thing over here. It's like, shouldn't you be looking for your sister? Like, it's been so long. Mm-hmm. It really feels like they don't care that much. But, yeah, she's... <laughs> Again, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on the context, but I wrote, Betty is such a bad FBI agent. <laughs> But the FBI is also pretty bad at stings. That's right. She she found somebody who stopped for her, and she's like, FBI, freeze. Mm-hmm. But it was an FBI agent trying to sting. Yeah. So the FBI's plan is to drive a truck up and down on the highway and see if they can find a woman. And Betty's plan is to pretend to... To, to, <laughs> to be the woman. To be the woman. <laughs> and nobody's talking to each other. So yeah. Betty is really bad at her job, but so is the FBI. And and the whole thing is, you know, from from the from our perspective on the show, is it, it, it's all this stuff about Polly, and Polly was never anybody. Like, she, I mean, she had the twin. She was never a likable character. She was always just a a plot device. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anything, any big important scene she was in or anything that really like endeared her to us. Yeah. Uh, we were endeared to Moose, though. Moose showed back up in this episode. Okay. No, 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 no. Right? I remember that's, he showed up at some happened. point. You say so. It Did he have a beard? Memorable. Did he have a beard? Sure, I'm gonna say okay. yes. I think he had a beard. That seems right. Uh, <laughs> oh, he, he... Oh, well, I remember. Okay, so Moose didn't wasn't he like involved with fangs wasn't that it i don't remember 
Oh, I'm going to hate if I'm wrong. I think maybe at one point. I thought that's how he got introduced and like Kevin comes in and he's like, oh, you know, what's going on? Because Moose and Kevin he did have a, a beard. It was Midge. <laughs> the clumpster. Everything's all right. Yes, everything's all right. Let me start by saying I'm sorry you had to walk in on that, Kev. Moose and I were trying to figure out a way to tell you without causing a spiral. My spiraling days are over. Listen, I know this may be impossible, Kev, but I'd love for us to be friends. We are friends. Thanks. And if you and Moose make each other happy, then I'm happy too. Seriously. Everything's all right. Yes, everything's all right. Sleep and I shall soothe you, calm you. But more importantly, the game bought a dog. Bingo! <laughs> no, they got a. That's, they're gonna. They're gonna. They got a therapy dog or a service dog or something. We named the dog Indiana. And uh, they find out somebody around Sketch Alley is doing dog fighting, and Archie will not abide that. <laughs> He's gonna find out who did it. And I wrote down having the thought. Archie's gonna end up having to fight a dog, isn't he? Yeah. I just I had the thought of him going into a dog fighting ring. Like, come on, bro. It's like if you want to save this dog, you're gonna have to fight him. And I was like, yeah. that was the most. I thought that was perfectly reasonable. That was the thing yeah. that would happen. Yeah. It is like I was just sitting there thinking, like I have no memory of this, but if you would have told me that that <laughs> exact thing happened, I would have been like, uh huh. Hey, sure. he, he did fight how a many, bear. How many yeah. opportunities have I missed? I could have. Feeding they, stuff in that uh, that would have been yeah. awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> we would have never known. He got a new scar. Yeah, he's got a long yeah, history he, fighting animal. He fought. He fought the bear. He fought the guy in the bear suit. I mean, if you say he fought a dog, I'm gonna believe he fought a dog. Yeah, he fought in World War One. <laughs> Everything. So yeah, that's where they got the dog. They stopped the evil dog fighting ring, and they. Take this dog home to give it some loving. Um, somebody got wanged with a wrench. Mm. That was that was important enough to write down, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure that was in the big action. Probably beat the dog. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. So that that's the moment Archie's able to open up about Bingo and what <laughs> really happened. And every time they said Bingo very earnestly. Poor Bingo didn't make it. Oh, Bingo. Bingo! So by the end of that one, Kevin is fully on board at the Blossom Church. Mm. And I I wonder how many cults does this make for Kevin now? Any cult that's ever come to Riverdale, he has joined weekly. Hey, you have more fun as a follower, but you make more money as a leader. So that's, uh, that'll bring us to episode 14. Oh, 14. What was that one called? Chapter 90, The Night Gallery. Yeah, I have a few notes on that. This one was directed by Alice herself, Madchen Amick. Yeah. I've been watching the show for five years, and I'm pretty sure that's not how you say it. I think it's Machen. Machen? I think. 
So this was kind of the anthology one where Cheryl yeah. painted a painting oh, for each yeah. storyline. So there was a different painting at the top of each one. That yeah, Minerva dramatic. came. Was it Minerva? Is that her name? Yeah, Minerva, yeah. the art the art dealer. Yeah, she showed up and, yeah, the first painting was Archie mining, you know, like a miner's gear on. Another career for the Archie. Yeah, so he became a miner <laughs> again. He's been playing one for years, and now he was. They're mining under the maple grove for, for palladium. palladium. For palladium, of course. He has PTSD, or I don't know. It, it like the mine gives you PTSD. <laughs> I don't know what was going. On. Well, I can't Hi- remember. Hiram, well, it's had... all his army buddies join yeah. him to help mine. Yeah, Uncle Frank and and let's put yeah. a bunch of volatile people in the dark underground. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> nothing will go wrong. Bring the dog. We'll have a day. (laughs) Um, And he keeps seeing the ghosts. There's ghosts everywhere. Archie keeps seeing the dead members of his squad. But I think by this point, Hiram had wanted to buy the Blossom Maple Groves, right? And that's what they found out about the why he wanted it. You know, the he wanted them for the Palladium mines underneath the Maple Groves. And then they decided that well we should mine that, and 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 Archie volunteers him and all his fire the basically the the firefighters. Um, and well, yeah, what happens if there's a fire where they're all down in the mine? <laughs> That's go the whole fire him. squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we get nobody is coaching boxing. Mm-mm. No vigilantism is being done at the moment. Like who's feeding Bingo? <laughs> <laughs> I like making wrong. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the second painting was Betty with a chainsaw, I think. And then, so we get her on the lonely highway again, and I don't remember what happened. <laughs> it's been so long, but she—I I just have written down this phrase she said to some guy on the highway when he was yelling at her. She said, "Listen, you're not in the United States anymore." <laughs> You're in Riverdale. <laughs> and I was like, that is a perfect say, say, uh, thing to say because who knows where the hell Riverdale is. You know, she could be right. It might not even be in the United States. It's close to Canada. That's all. Yeah. Oh. And and she go she's I know she's at her she did she torture somebody or Yeah, we're getting there. She her? she okay. she goes to her mom's house and what the heck was Thunder cross stitching? Was it a picture of Cheryl and Mumsy? She's like cross stitching, and I swear she's cross stitching Cheryl and her mom. And it doesn't mm. make any sense to me unless this is like a Christmas gift or something. <laughs> I, I who knows? I hope that pays off, or maybe it didn't. I don't know what it is. So she, Betty, remembers or imagines herself in a in a in like silence of the lambs she's like in the pit and some serial killer is threatening her yeah, yeah the, trash the trash bag trash bag yeah okay yeah okay all right so she gets a chainsaw to go after this guy you know he's she's got him there she's going to torture him or something she's got a chainsaw and he bit his tongue off yes and, uh, yeah because I was getting excited to see her cut this dude up with a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. And 
He cut it. Bit his tongue. Uh, Jughead Rat King painting. <laughs> I forgot he starts go. He starts going to his AA meetings, and he doesn't understand. He's because he he introduces himself. He's like, "Hello, my name is Jughead Jones, famous author." It's like you, you don't get the anonymous part. Of this. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's a, he's talking about it, his drinking past, his writing. I feel like we've got the story mul- from mul- multiple times about. Him and his girlfriends and all this. This is the stuff. clearest scene I can remember in my head of all these. Mm. Of him <laughs> stumbling down the alley yeah, and sleeping down with the, the alley, rats yeah. and the homeless guy. Like I remember every mil- I remember every moment of this for some reason. Yeah, he's like he's like it was his book release party blackout. He got rabies. <laughs> <laughs> he fell down a sinkhole in the pavement, and I'm quoting him. It happens. It happens. You fall down a sinkhole in the, in the pavement. They don't go into that any further than it. He reads the his his story, The Outcast, this, the book that he got famous for. Yeah. He reads it to the Rat King. And he gets revived by Cupid's Kiss. What the heck? I have that written down. What was Cupid's Kiss? Tabitha? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. And then we Mushroom, get the... more mushrooms, maybe. Yeah. At the end, we get the painting of Minerva and Cheryl. Cheryl's got <laughs> wings. Yeah. And stuff, and they kiss. And that's basically the end of the episode. Which I don't think we even see Minerva again the rest of the... the no, I mean, we haven't seen her since then. Yeah, sure. I didn't, well, I didn't well I've only seen a couple of more episodes. So then we go to episode 15. What's it called? Chapter 91, The Return of the Pussycats. Mm. Our story is about a town. No, scratch that. Our story is about three young women bursting with talent. They were the best of friends until, sadly, they weren't. Our story is about how they parted ways, found their own unique voices, and then rediscovered each other. But not without some drama. This Speaking was, of haven't seen somebody in a while, Melody yeah. and Valerie, we haven't seen them since. <sighs> Been forever. Season Been two? Been forever. Uh, yeah, probably. And Melody was, leaves pretty pretty early on, doesn't she? Then Valerie dates Archie for a bit before she. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, before she's off the show. So. Been a, I, been a minute. Yeah, I love this episode. Like, I first off, I Jordan normally isn't, but I'm a fan of the music episodes, mm. and and yes. these a lot these performances were great. Like, yeah. a lot of these songs were good, and the performances were great. I I I dug all of this, and the story stuff was good. Like, so we'll get through it here. First off, you know Josie's big stuff now. That's she left to go mm. tour and all kinds of crap and. And basically left the pussycats in the dust. You know, that's been the been hanging over her head. And she's coming back. She's got a clear head. Years she later. Was, she was on the spinoff show. Katie Keene. Right? Yes. Katie Keene. Yeah. Which didn't go anywhere. No. So she, Melody, she the one that wrote a movie? She wrote a book yes. and then turned it into a movie. Yes. She wrote a book. They're going to turn it into a movie. And Tyler Perry, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Bought the right story. He's making a movie out of it, and he wants a famous actress to play the lead, and she, and she already kind of promised it to Valerie. Right. To Val. And meanwhile, and meanwhile, Val gets proposed to by Alan Mayberry. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love when they give first and last names for no reason. But Alan Mayberry. That character will never see him. <laughs> he, he proposes to her. Then we get Josie shows up at Pops, of course, and meets Tabitha. And that was Kiss My Hand, the latest number one single from the multi-platinum recording artist Josie McCoy. Even as the mystery surrounding the superstar's whereabouts continues after failing to appear on stage this weekend in Berlin, the world wants to know, what happened? Where did Josie vanish to? Excuse me, uh, I'd like to place an order to go. Double cheeseburger, cheese fries, and a chocolate shake. Wait, where's Pop Tape? Oh, that's my grandpa. He... Retired. Oh. oh my God, are you, are you Josie? Are you the Josie McCoy? In the flesh, in the faux fur. Oh. Unbelievable, Josie McCoy in my diner. I, this is such an honor at, at the risk of fangirling even more than I already am. I, I have to ask, what brought you to Riverdale? Just needed to take a little break. For a while, you know, some me time to recenter myself and to write. Well, what's it like being back? Is is it how you remember? So she sings and has old milkshake memory mm. of them up on top of the thing, and you know their performances there. She remembers kissing. I wish a- I wish someone would have taken a picture of that. Movie. I was gonna say I almost <laughs> screenshotted it just for old time's sake. So. Uh, she remembers kissing Archie. She remembers kissing Sweet Pea by the pool. And uh, I think there's even um, there's even a shot of Chuck. Remember, didn't she have a th- very brief thing with uh, Sticky yeah, Maple? Yeah. Chuck. Uh, oh yeah. His redemption arc. Yeah. Um. Then we get and she sings. She's singing. What was she singing? It was a. It's all coming back to me, you know. It, it was, I don't know, but she did a good job in it. Well, one thing, she's fine, but the other two girls are amazing. They, they're they good. Like, they're really good singers and performers, and she's she's good enough. But uh, but the, uh, so she's ma- making all this racket. I like how she's, like, dream, thinking about this and spinning around. She, like, as it, the song ends, she's in front of her keyboard in the hotel room mm-hmm. at the, at the whatever it's called. The, the what the is five it? Five Seasons. The Five Seasons, yeah. It's all coming back 
And she wakes up the little bitch Ram and his jammies knocking on her door. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I thought I told the front desk no autographs. I am so sorry, Miss Newmar, but hotel policy, no live music in our rooms after 9 p.m. There have been complaints. Damn, Mr. Lodge. Nice to know you're still a little bitch. Excuse me. What makes you think you can speak to me that way? Uh, well, for starters, you're here in your jammies, whining that my music's too loud. To me, that screams once a little bitch, always a little bitch. Move him if he's got a problem with my music. Excellent idea, Miss Jamar. Just, just Again, turn, turn, turn it down. Dude, that's why I like, like, I, these couple episodes, he really is kind of put in his place. He has yeah. no agency in these episodes. And... Yeah, she's the first person to really talk to him like he should be talked to. Like, right. look it up. Um, and she's got all this clout now, so like yeah. the the concierge is just like doesn't pay any attention to him. You know? Yeah, she um, went to New York. She lived with Katie Keene. Like she, she's she's lived through some shit, and now she's come back and and it's more of an equal, you know, playing field with the Ram. She's she's big stuff now. So yeah. So she goes to Riverdale High and visits Waldo. He's got his <laughs> kingpin hand. Oh, <laughs> uh, and she's gonna teach a music class, apparently. And I, and, I know when Archie learned that, I, I the look on his face was like, "What is this? An age-appropriate music teacher? What's going?" On? Yeah, there was some sort of there's the start of this, eh, storyline with. Uh, uh, you know, where Chad screwed over Veronica and she needs money. Tabitha wants to invest money to franchise pops and Veronica first can't really help her. Well, then we get Alexandra Cabot visits and she's one of the investors and, you know, she was going to get her, want her money back, but Veronica talks her into investing in pops, you know, so. It's a, it's a whole thing. But this new character, Alexander Cabot, we're getting some stuff out of her this episode. Again, could be somebody from the comics. We don't know. Uh, I think she was from Katie Keene. Oh, okay. I believe that. She looks like she could, you know, she's got enough spice to her. She could be, you know, a recurring character. Archie reunites with Josie in the music room, of course, the same old high school music room. And he invites her to the White Worm, which used to be the speakeasy. Yeah. What was it called? Uh, La Bonne Nuit. La Bonne yeah. So she calls the Pussycats. And then we get, I, this is where I messaged you guys some of my notes the other day to show you all this deep into it. It was like, so they come in in media res. They're right into the worm, and Archie's finishing up his his conversation. He's like, "Well, anyway, you know, we made a sexy fireman calendar, but enough about me." <laughs> Josie's okay. like, "What?" Calling them out for being crappy people. He's like, 
It's like she's like, you know, you Betty, you barely even talked to me in high school. And I was trying to think, they really did not engage much in the early episodes. Wasn't the actress had there there were issues with the actress talking about producers like not using her enough oh. and some th- I remember I remember was wasn't am I crazy or was that No, I believe it. I believe it. What do you got there? Oh, yeah. Alexandra Cabot. Oh, so okay, she was her, in there. You'll recognize Oh, this uh, is very bad yeah, Sorry, uh, you'll recognize her in that white stripe of hair from the cartoon Josie and the uh-huh. Pussycats. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, I've seen that character. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's neat. See, I like when they use stuff like that. Look up uh, who are we talking about last? Could have been Bingo. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, look up Bingo. Oh. Uh, uh, who was that was it? probably an Archie in the. Uh, that's probably a song they did, like in the second. Mm. No, I have no doubt. Um, He's just a dog. It's nothing yeah. else. It's not depressing. <laughs> B I um, So, she says, Jughead, you robbed. Last time I saw you, you robbed pops in a gargoyle mask or something. You know, you were, hmm. you were a jerk. And and Cheryl, you sent me a pig's heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she leaves. Outside, who's waiting for her? Sweet Pea on his motorcycle, and he, oh, he man, takes her home for some. Of... He takes her home for some sweet D. <laughs> Josie McCoy. Sweet Pea. What are you doing at Pops? Leaving. Well, you want to ride? Wherever you're going. I thought that was probably the same flannel shirt he was wearing at that pool party where they oh, last yeah. hooked up. So yeah. I'm sure he's still wearing the same flannel shirt that she was at. I'm a little disappointed that they've dropped Sweet Pea. Like, yeah, well, he, he comes back real super nice. You know, this is his, uh, this, you know, he's a very invested in her. He likes yeah. her. Do you guys remember when yeah, he they, beat the hell given... out of Jughead, though? Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was a pretty big serpent character, and then all of a sudden he was just gone. I'm convinced he was a, supposed to be his double originally. And, yeah. But, and they were just like, hey, you could, you're too tall for that. Why don't you just was, be on the show? Cody. <laughs> yeah. It was Cody lurking in the wing. Right. They, they really I said, yeah, there was a perfectly good. He was his triple. <laughs> he was supposed to be his triple. <laughs> They've spotlighted Fangs quite a bit, but yeah, Sweet Pea kind of got shuffled off. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. Um, so she meets up with the with Val and Melody at the Worm again, and uh, they perform. Mm-hmm. the The other Pussycats perform, and they they're good, good stuff. And she uh, wants them to record a song, you know, that so- song of her dad's or whatever that he. Yeah. Her dad was a musician, we know, and he died. And then, then it kind of becomes the Dave finale with Gata being like, you've never put me on. Like, yeah. we, we were there for you all this time. We're like, you never gave us this chance. Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, yeah, they're mad about all that. We get over at the... the at the back at Pop Tates, they do the Little Shop of Horrors. It's uh, T.T., Josie, and Alexander Cabot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, you know, it's good. Kev, Kev's singing along a little bit in his booth. 
I, I didn't go back and look, but was Titi pregnant in the dance scene? But at the as soon as the song stops, she is nine months pregnant. But yeah. in the dance scene, she's just dancing around like nothing. I did not even notice. No, I remember her being oh visibly. Okay, because I was like, I didn't notice it at all. Well, she was wearing a, a, like a black bodysuit. Yeah, yeah. But when she turned, at right as the song starts, <laughs> she's standing by the booth, like huge. <laughs> it was fun. Robin Givens shows up at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Mayor Givens shows up. Lawyer she's McCoy. Like, yeah, she's like, and for some dramatic stuff here, she's like crying and stuff in this episode. And yeah, she brought da- the dad's ashes um, and his song. So yeah, this is when she decides she wants to do one of his songs. And uh, so Melody turns down Tyler Perry. Because she wants Val to be in her movie. Right. Alexander Cabot wants to nix the milkshakes at Pops. Well, we know that's never going to fly. That's what, that's, Tabitha's like, no way. You switch the ingredients, you can make them a lot cheaper. Yeah. So, yeah. The Pussycats decide they're going to save the town. I don't know. I don't remember in what way they were going to, what were they going to put on a show or something? Of course. Raise funds to help reincorporate. Well, I don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they, it's going to be at the Worm. And guess who their biggest fan is? Oh, I know. <laughs> They're two biggest fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only one I remember is a freaking Dr. Curdle Jr. is a huge Joseph fan. He's got a fedora on. <laughs> Finally, we get to see him in his casual, yeah, out, uh, out casual out, out, out on the town, casual curdle. Him and Waldo, but he's hanging out with Waldo Weatherby. Oh yeah, in his drinking uh, fruity drinks, just enjoying <laughs> the music. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, they, Chubbs they, Weatherby. Yeah, they should have like really backdoored a pilot with those two. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, forget Katie Keene. We want Doctor Doctor Curdle Junior and Waldo. He's really just complicating things, though. When event when the uh, eventually has to do the autopsy on these people, he's fraternizing with. Right, you got to keep <laughs> uh, distance. Yeah, safe, safe distance away. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. And then. So she, they start performing. Eventually, she sings this Nina Simone song and her and her dead dad walks in and robin givens is crying and i'm like feeling it like i was just like wow this is they pulled this off as far as riverdale usually does not pull off any emotional moments too well it's all pretty hokey but i was like it was the music involved with it i i'm telling you it was good stuff (laughs) i liked the music that's fun. like the performances, the whole thing. Like, I wonder, 
sometimes if the the cast gets how much of it is there? I know a lot of it's studio recordings. Yeah. You know, so do they perform this then? Are they lip syncing some when mm-hmm. they're performing? Like do they do they get to get in the feeling of it when they're doing the scene or is it just so you know baked at the time? I don't know. But I thought it was good. And then TT goes into labor. Mm. Fang, is there a doctor in the house? Obviously, the yes. you would think that Doctor Curdle was the closest person we had. Nope, no. Fangs and Cheryl. You do not <laughs> trust Doctor Curdle to bring a life into this world. <laughs> Takes him out. He's like, you let me know if anybody's dying. So that no. was the highlight for me. The look on his face where he's like, I'm a doctor, and they're like, No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So Fags and Cheryl are going to deliver. Um, Josie invites the Pussycats to tour and co-headline. And, well, they're going to have to talk to Nancy and Alan Mayberry. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, assuming that that goes through. Um, Cheryl says it's a boy. Uh, had a boy. <laughs> she named it after somebody. Who was it? After who did she name it after? Bingo. Yeah, let's <laughs> say bingo. It was named Bingo Mayberry, and then um, Sweet Pea's gonna go with them on the tour. Yeah, that's right. I remember just like they kept adding people to the tour bus. Like yeah, everybody's gonna, gonna, gonna go. Yeah. This last five minutes, we talked about this being kind of it felt like a backdoor pilot, but this last five minutes yeah. was so weird. Of like, hey everyone, we got this bus. Yeah. It looks like the mystery machine. It does feel like a and then the this Pussy weird this weird old guy shows up. It's like I know who murdered your father. Yeah, and I, it's like your dad died of voodoo. Mystery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like they all gang together, got on the bus, and it's like Let's okay, check we're off New Orleans. Yeah, we're off to a new adventure, everyone. Yeah. And then and then there's like they put the logo. It wasn't yeah. the Riverdale logo. It was Josie, Josie. the Pussycats logo. So yeah, the last five minutes became a whole different show that I'm yeah. not sure even exists yet, but I think they're trying to will it into existence. Yeah. Hey, good luck. I don't see it happening, but <laughs> but that did definitely feel like they were, I mean, and if it did, it all went away when we watched, just getting to watch Dr. Curble run alongside the bus with his <laughs> sign. <laughs> oh, that was, that was my fave so far this season. And there were a couple... Uh, references in this that the reference entertainment tomorrow was a like a tabloid show. I missed that one. And the magazine Vanity Flare, <laughs> Josie but appeared in both. But then I believe it was Alice was buying Old Navy baby jeans. So we had <laughs> we have very fake brands, but Old yeah. Navy they had the Old Navy bag. She must have been buying them for the twins or something. But I know I now know that Old Navy carries baby jeans. So that wow. was an important important. Nice. So what's the next one? This is the last one we're going to cover. The next one is episode 16, chapter 92, Band of Brothers. Now this one was directed by Robin Givens, so they brought her back. She acted in the previous one and then stuck around to direct this one. Cool. We start out, I think we got, or some, I don't know where we start. We're at the Thistle House Church. We get Kevin in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. He's got on. Oh I mean, the costume, God. costuming was awesome there. Um, like, yes, this 
this was for me. The last episode was for you. This yeah. one was for me. Where Jason himself commands no more singing. <laughs> I was like, thank you. I will join this cult. I will join Jason's cult if there's no more singing. And Kevin was so disappointed to not get yeah. to put on the full show. Oh, oh sorry. I thought I literally thought he was going to sing Big Pop. And <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Uh, we get some jug again at uh, his AA meeting. And Betty's working the lonely highway, you know, undercover again. Mr. Weatherby puts Jug on leave. I thought he probably already was on leave. Um, Veronica's dodging. Hey, how long did he spend with the rats? Did he still yeah. have a job or not? Yeah. I don't know. It or I guess that was a flashback. Never mind. It happens. Veronica dodges yeah. her books being audited. Uh, oh, she needs cash. Right. She needs cash. She thinks about the ram. I know. How about palladium? Aha. Well, Hermosa had, had some link to palladium and she'd been dating reggie so reggie's gonna help uh, whatever I, I never figured out how that went anywhere but then we get back at thistle hot house kev helps cheryl upstage mumsy they're gonna perform three miracles yeah that's how she's gonna take it over that's, isn't that all you need for sainthood is that what yes that yeah, yeah. Saint, she wants saint to be cheryl. a living saint and he really liked watching David Copperfield when he was a kid. <laughs> so that's that's what he said. So he's got he knows some magic. So then yeah, Hermosa knew where the palladium was. Then we the get all show these... has never known what to do with Kevin. No. Mm -mm. For it's five sad. seasons they have never figured out what Kevin should right. be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Put him back in the forest. Um yeah. we get the Archie War flashbacks. All that stuff, and there's some sort of storyline. I don't have any of it in my notes here, but there's a storyline going on where we had this previously earlier in the season, I'm sure, where there's this one general that lied about something, and he's trying to get, uh, yeah, you know, credit for his soldiers that died and all this stuff. And this general's trying to, you know, make something off of it, and it's just. Archie, it's not Archie, fun. Archie knew it was the wrong mission and it would get people killed, but the, the general made them go anyway. Yeah. And he's right. going to retire with full honors and get away with it. So good for him. He's going to do something about it. But it's not a fun storyline at all. So if you feel you need to talk about it, go for it. Um, I, mean, I, do, I guess I credit the show with trying yeah. to tackle ideas like that there's a lot of people in that generation who have been to war i and get, are dealing I get with that repercussions. i get like, that it's just they but i don't i don't they trust them yeah they, to... they knew that they couldn't make it fun yeah and mm -hmm. so they didn't and so it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> those are very declarative statements that are all true yeah. yes so cheryl oh veronica gives cheryl a spider brooch or a favor. You can never have too many of those. Yeah. Cheryl will say that the palladium came from her minds. And then, you know, Ram won't have any say. Instead of my usual homily, I thought today we might all benefit from a demonstration of my absolute authority in this ministry. To that end, as Jesus once changed water into wine. Jason 
has granted me the ability to turn water into maple syrup. The nectar of the gods. Truly. With the first miracle. And if you didn't know what they were going to turn water into, <laughs> just on. you might as well tune out. Where have you been the for nectar. six years? The nectar of the gods. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Syrup. Um, Jug gets pressure again. This same old storyline. I feel like we've done this multiple times this mm -hmm. season. He's got to turn something in to his agent. And he had already, he lost his, he didn't realize that he actually did write a book until it was too late. Right. And he tur turns in this other girl's book that she wanted him to do him, you know, like show his agent. Well, he turns it in as his own, which was the wrong thing to do. But So he ends up by the end of the show confessing about it, but he's no longer going to be a writer. You know, not, he does no longer has an agent by the end of this episode. I was kind of surprised that wasn't something they drug out longer, where he tried yeah. to get away with it and oh, so it, glad but it was just an immediate. I, I just like had that sick feeling where you just saw how long this was going to take. So I and did that, like that girl would come back and yeah. accuse him, mm -hmm. and it would become a whole. Thing. And you just hate. I dread that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, so luck. I was glad for the resolution. Yeah, the show has two gears. Either. It ends by the end of the episode, and it's never <laughs> spoken of again, or it's drug out for, for a full season until right. we're sick of it. And I don't, I'm not sure which I prefer. We get the Palladium auction at the jewelry store. Ram can't buy any. He's not called on when he wants to bed. Yeah. And, so, and he's just, again, no agency. His, play, his paddle was <laughs> ignored. And, uh, he's so short, he, they couldn't see the paddle. He's like, I don't <laughs> they, they totally should have done that. So they should have just had some tall guy in front of him, and that's it. That would have been amazing. It could have been Sweepy. Yeah, that would have been great. And it, that would have been a tall, tall boy, tall bitter. Yeah. Tall boy could have been there. Yeah, tall boy. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been awesome. That would have been the most amazing thing. Mijo, don't bring me the tall man. Uh, a tall boy wins again. Um, so, as Cheryl manifests the collective pain of our congregation, behold her alabaster hands, how they bleed with the blood of the stigmata, mimicking the holy wounds of Jason. the second miracle the stigmata of the holy wounds of jason <laughs> in her alabaster hands like what oh this was um, they really like the skirt you know just just want yeah. the line there like that i hope they some people never watch the show again because of that um it would be the right people the third one we get is the Taming of the Bees. Behold, Cheryl Blossom as she prepares her third and final miracle, The Taming of the Bees. Witness as her purity keeps her porcelain skin safe from these vicious, spiteful creatures. This is nothing but a farce. I pray ye 
do not fall victim to her deceit. For if ye do, this ministry shall become nothing but a sham. Brothers and sisters, we find ourselves at a crossroads. Allow me to be your guide. Do not listen to this heretic. Who are you going to put your faith in? Cheryl, who shared the womb with Jason the Divine? Or her mother, a whoremonger, an escaped convict? Lies. Lies. All of it. Be gone from my temple, or I will smite thee. For I am Cheryl Blossom, queen of the bees. Be gone, whoremonger, <laughs> from my temple. For I am Cheryl Blossom, queen of the bees. Forevermore. And she's got, she pulls the bees out and they're not stinging her or anything. And you're just, it was just an amazing <laughs> moment there when she became bee girl. Um, Ian Flummox Kevin, he's like, how did you do that? Did yeah, you yeah, we found that after the fact. We're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so we get Chad, who's a born beta. Yeah, he's like, uh, <laughs> he gets, uh, he, they're trying to do this copter cab thing. I will, I can't, wasn't totally tuned in at this point, but there's, there's is a copter it's, cab company. That they're trying was to start. his big investment. Uh, he sunk all the, these investors money yeah. into this Uber for helicopters. Right. <laughs> and it gets blown up by the fact when they find out that there's, that he crashed about the... his copter crash, <laughs> and they're going to use it to ruin him. And this is how it's all going to come out about TT's baby. Right, ironically, right. We're still holding on. Oh, Seth oh. hasn't seen the last episode. He doesn't no. know if that's the truth or not. No, that's totally going to be it. It's amazing. Um, his assistant. This was the one you said there was reference. There was like fake companies. This was the only one that I caught. Was his assistant? Assistant heard about it on his poison bear. <laughs> <laughs> was his blackberry was his apple phone it was his boysenberry and yeah the truth is that cheryl had no ointment she may be the holiest of holies mm. and then we at the end we get tabetti walking the lonely highway yeah together working it together betty's not excited betty. about betty. that yeah we still yeah, need to to betty I don't. I don't know. So I, I. I thought I had come up with one by the end of the episode. I don't know if I love it, but that. That's what. Cooper. What's your name? Tate. Tate. Cooper. Cooper. That's not much. You gotta have a more than one letter in it. Come on. Tate. Yeah. Coop Tate. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm. Peck Tate. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Tato. But uh. Oh, that's it. We should really screw this up now. Jeez. Anyway, do you have any other notes from that episode? Nope. Queen of the Bees is where I stopped. <laughs> nope. that All I put was Queen of the Bees, <laughs> yep. warmonger. So Jughead is King of the Rats, Cheryl is Queen of the Bees, and Riverdale is off to the races. So she may be the holiest of holies, and I can't wait to see where those guys And you guys already know, but Next next time we get together, we'll recap those final three episodes of this season. Yeah, I will admit this first first half of the second half, whatever it is, these this middle part wasn't great. These, no. these these episodes were not peak Riverdale. I very much enjoyed where it ended up. Like many times on this show, yeah, the ending uh, saves it somehow. But it was a little bit of a slog. even with just nineteen episodes, it was a little bit mm-hmm. of a slog getting there. 
But it's worth it. Just, it's still worth it. It has been picked up for a season six. We are getting that. Hmm. Uh, that's going to premiere in November with a five episode event. Yes. Before going on hiatus until 2022. So in order to get everything filmed and ready, they've announced there's just going to be five episodes. It's going to be like a little right. mini series. I like this. I like and, this. And then it'll go on break. They'll film all the rest. And then yeah, we're going to Nollers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that'll fill the gap between. Yeah. yeah. And we just this week learned Sabrina is coming. Kiernan Shipka confirmed she is coming on to the show in season right. six. So I'm guessing that'll be this first five episodes will be something to do with that. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I, that's how I always, I hated that she, it was her own thing anyway. I think I'm glad she should just be part hey. of the show. I'm curious to see. Credit where credit's due. You yeah. were the one from, uh, I don't even know what season you started calling about, you know, wanting oh. to see the Blossoms and Cheryl be a witch. and Pretty much immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seth, was, Seth was on the witch bandwagon. Here, here we are. Yeah, I, I'd like to, yeah, that I I did. That's right. I, <laughs> I, I said Cheryl's going to be a witch by the time this is over, and sure enough, it lit, I think it was season two. That's how far back I was like, that That girl. Yeah. There's something going on there. So, I'm excited. I'm excited. So, yeah, now I'm, now I'm hyped to watch these last three episodes and then get all that, get the, get that done right before that. You said November? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's exciting to get a five. That's, yeah. that'll, like a, so it must like be going to be pretty. Series. Must be going to be pretty far into twenty two when they come back. Mm-hmm. If they're doing it that late, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. I know they just got done filming something. So was that the next season, or was that where they just got done yeah, filming this, this five? This episodes? is the first time they have started filming the next season while the previous season was still going on. Oh, okay. So they've tried to get a jump on it as much as they could in these uncertain uh, times neat yeah i'm back on on the dale bus i'm on the i'm going to nolan's and we'll, uh, <laughs> see what voodoo kills her dad it's fun we're on this till this bus crashes i'm sure like this, <laughs> oh man uh, we're talking to cliff like this what happens when this wraps up feels like we're either very close to the end or this is kicking off a weird 10 year long yeah. you know, it becomes supernatural or dynasty or one of those shows that's just on forever. I honestly feel like at this point, this is a good, a, a good thing for the show coupled with them having to take a hiatus um, mm-hmm. with cut, you know, unfortunately because of the pandemic, but coupled that with, a lot of failed side projects. Yeah. That's all good for us because <laughs> these failed for them to get, go into the stratosphere fear, any of them in stardom pushes them back to this story. <laughs> and, so you are wishing for uh, yeah, career failure. Yeah. Like they're there. None of them are doing great elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. Much it, like it's... Josie, Going off to uh, the other show, uh, mm-hmm. this you got to come back home. So they they are all pussycats, no Josies. <laughs> yes, yeah. And <laughs> I had when they first announced this this 
arc this event and i was like oh this is going to be really close to halloween and my first thought was like do they dare because it's only five episodes do they dare do afterlife with archie or something oh you know whoa to get my well that that series still hasn't even been finished (laughs) (laughs) but uh, that's annoying but but isn't um, the showrunner that would be something yeah He's the yeah, guy that did yeah. the the comic yeah. series, so yeah, I I'm not saying that's going to happen. They've hinted at that stuff, you know. There, there's yeah, there's been but, a couple of zombie hints. Wasn't but, there something at Jason's funeral? I feel like there was something. Which one? Yeah, yeah, at one of his funerals, <laughs> the one where Kevin goes, "Yes, um, I made a gif and everything." Uh, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Let's let these people go home. All right, that's more of the deal for you. We uh, sped through that one a little bit more than normal, but that's all right, because who cares? It's just Riverdale. Uh, It's the thing we love and hate equal measures. And we will be back soon. Finish this up and put a bow on this season before it comes back pretty quickly, like we just said. Anyway, that's it. My name's Jordan Love. I'm Cliff Farms. I'm Seth. Bingo forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow, the pop culture podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.